Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand what finances, they can be confusing. But you don't have to face it alone and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and your host for the next 30 minutes. Now today, for those of you watching us through our YouTube channel, you can see I've got someone here with me. But for those of you listening through our radio station, I want to encourage you, first of all, to come on over to the other side <laughs> and be able to watch us on our Crystal Clear Finances YouTube channel. But for, let me introduce to you that it is my son, George Langdon V, who we affectionately call Five, who's with me in the studio today. Hey, thanks for having me in. Well, I'm excited to be here, Five, because we just did a life insurance workshop, not your typical seminar, but an actual workshop to show people, hey, this is how life insurance works. Here's how you can use it, whether in your case, when you bought a diamond ring for your <laughs> fiance or your house or different ways that we used it, we wanted to really break it down and we had a good turnout. People really enjoyed it. You were awesome with it. And so I'd like to take this time on our radio program to really do a recap, yeah. how it can actually work for in benefit for individuals that are listening here today. So let's kind of start. I love how you talked about in the beginning the whole strategy when it comes to it. And then we went into, okay, here's how the strategy is. And people were surprised. They actually are familiar with it, but they've been using different terms. So I'm going to send it over to you and let's talk a little bit about the comparison you used the other night. Yeah. So first off, when we're looking at a lot of financial strategies, I found that most of them we have heard bits and pieces mm -hmm. of. True. So we're actually very familiar with most strategies, including this one. Mm -hmm. However, what we haven't been taught is maybe necessarily the most efficient or one of the most efficient compliance yes. uh, <laughs> ways of implementing that strategy. So when we're talking about life insurance, we really have this idea or strategy that we're all familiar with, which is when we buy a home, right? So we're all taught don't rent buy so that way you can build equity in your home and turn your home into an asset right so that way when a need arises a want arises or whatever the case may be you can then go access the equity of your home through a home equity loan mm -hmm. and then you can meet that need or that want and then pay it back out of monthly cash flow well we're all familiar with that we're all comfortable with that but the problem is, is the tool that we're using to strategy or using to implement that strategy. Because when you're looking at a home or a house, you have three big problems that I've identified here. First off, you're actually not guaranteed to access the equity in your home, mm -hmm. right? Because if we lose your lose our job and that's what we need the money for, right? Well, bank's going to say, how can you pay me back? You don't have a job, right? So that's the first problem. The second problem is, although real estate trends upwards, I love real estate, it does typically go upwards. If you look at the prices, we're all aware, but it's not guaranteed to go up in value, Correct. right? We've all seen, or we all remember, or most of us remember the financial crisis of 08, right? Mm -hmm. So the third problem that we have is once we've borrowed the money, mm -hmm. well, now we have to, we're signed on for this monthly payment or a structured loan. Correct. So those are the first three big problems I see with implementing the strategy using a home. 
what I like about life insurance is it solves those three problems. Mm -hmm. Because unlike the house, you actually are guaranteed to be able to access the value or the equity or the cash value of your life insurance mm -hmm. policy. Also, when you borrow against it, it's in a non-structured policy loan, Correct. which means that you don't have to start your monthly payments back right away, right? You can take six months. My example is when I bought my uh, first house, I went ahead, I borrowed against my policy loan for the down payment and a few repairs that I wanted to make. Mm -hmm. And then I said, you know what? I just bought a home. I don't know what expenses are associated with this quite yet. So I waited six months before I started making payments, mm -hmm. right? Then the last piece that it really solves is you actually are guaranteed that what you're borrowing against is increasing in value. You can clearly see on the illustrations that there is a guaranteed column and a non-guaranteed column. Now, before I dive more into this, I do just want to make a statement. When we're talking about these life insurance policies, we are specifically talking about the life insurance policies that we design. Correct. So that's just one small piece that I want to make sure we're clear about. And I think that's important, Five, because having a properly structured, dividend-paying, whole-life cash value policy is very different than having an IUL or VUL or GUL and <laughs> LMNOP. You know, you could just go on and all the different types yeah. that are out there. And I love what you said because, and I just want to pause on this, this is an accepted form of practice to yeah. say, hey, I'm going to buy my house and then I'm going to take money out of my house. I'm going to meet the opportunities or the expenses that I have coming up and then I'm going to put it back. And people do this all the time and they never think twice about it. They're like, oh, well, of course you would do that. But when we begin to really break it down and let them understand, you are not guaranteed that you have access. And I just want to hammer on that one a little bit, because if we're doing paying above what our monthly payments are, we're trying to get this thing paid off is the big thing that I hear. And we're putting all our extra money in there and an opportunity. Let's just not even say five that something bad happened. Yeah. An opportunity comes that we can take hold of and say, wow, if I just had this money, I could go do this. Now we have to line up at the bank yep. and go through all the hoops. And if you're paying attention to what's going on in the economy, you know that banks are getting tighter. They're not out there saying, sure, we're just going to keep giving away money. They are getting very particular in who they're going to give that money to, what type of forms you need to sign. They're making it harder and harder. And this is especially even uh, important to understand if people are business owners. So now if they want to be able to have access to money, it's even harder for them. So I really like that point that you made. It's you can't always have that. Can't count on it. Nope. <laughs> Second one, I like how you talked about that when you borrow against it, it's not guaranteed to increase in value. And, and you're right. We do see houses trend upward. But if you're looking at an illustration, it says that the company, okay, so let's make sure for compliance yep. <laughs> purposes, whatever company that you're choosing, they're going to say, this is the guaranteed rate that I'm giving you. Here's our non-guaranteed rate, which we both know is usually because of the dividends, mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons why when we're looking at insurance companies, we are not just Googling on the internet and say, who can give me the best price? Because cheapest isn't always the best because you mm -hmm. get what you pay for. <laughs> so we want to make sure that we have a quality company that that company is going to stay solvent. And we can't guarantee that. 
And I know past performance is never an indication of the future. <laughs> but I am going to look and say, gee, has the company been in business for more than 135 years? Have they ever missed a dividend pay payment? You know, did they skip one year so they weren't as profitable? These are things that we need to look at. And I just want to encourage our listeners as we're going through it. It's so important to understand that there are strategies out there. And maybe, just maybe the house, maybe that was what was the most efficient at one point. But if it's not the most efficient now, why are we still doing it? Yeah. It's kind of like when we say, is your income common or com common or uncommon and if you say well it's uncommon income which we've talked about on previous programs then why are you listening to common advice yep. so if everyone just because everyone borrows against their house does not mean that it's right and i loved and i, I just going to hammer on this before i turn it back to you the unstructured loans and the reason why that's possible you know you have if you take that loan from the house and you yep. know this they say, great, well, well, after you've jumped through our hoops, you told me what your blood type is, you've done all this other things. Then they say, okay, here it is, and this is when your payments to repay us will start. But with the life insurance company, it's not that you're borrowing from yourself. Well, actually, it depends how you do it. But you can borrow from the insurance company and then say, you know what? I'm only going to pay you interest once a year. Mm -hmm. And then I can decide at what time to pay it back so you can see what your cash flow looks like. So I love those points that you brought up. I know there's two more because there's really <laughs> five and I know I interrupted you. But boy, those are just solid points that I think if you know we could figure that out, if we could click in our mind that, hey, the home equity isn't the only way to do this, right. I think it would help a lot of people. Yes. Yeah, well, so jumping into the other two. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> um, so... The first three that I talked about really has to do with during your accumulation yes. stage, right? Agreed. That's when I, how I kind of piece things together in my mm -hmm. mind is during mm -hmm. stages of life. So the first three really have to do during that accumulation, right? Mm -hmm. The last two are actually more focused towards retirement stage during the, your distribution years, mm -hmm. right? So we've all heard of reverse mortgage and to some of you, I just said a very bad word I and I apologize. <laughs> But they have changed quite a bit. And depending on the situation, sometimes they are appropriate. Where, for those of you that don't know, basically you're accessing a portion of your home while you still live in it. So that way you can live with those proceeds, okay. kind of taking the equity out of your home so you can live. Mm -hmm. Well, the biggest problem I see with that in retirement is, let's pretend you pass away now and you have that home you have that reverse mortgage out. Well, now if your kids want or your beneficiaries want that home, well, they've got to take on that mortgage. Yeah, so rather that. than giving them this home, you're giving them a mortgage. Right. And that paying back. Right. They where they to have to pay it back. Where they, it makes yeah. it difficult. Exactly. So that's one problem. And then the second problem that I've seen is when it comes to passing away, because First situation, kids want the house. Second situation, kids may not want the house. That's common. It is, because I've noticed that families have just spread out. In this mm -hmm. dig digital age, you know, everybody's getting a job all over the country, all over the world. And they may not want the house, mm -hmm. but the, the funds from selling the house could be a blessing. Correct. But it puts them in a situation where now they have to sell the house to mm -hmm. turn it into a liquid asset, to turn it into cash. So... 
in those two situations, you have one where if the kids want it, mm-hmm. well, now they got to pay the lo- pay debt. the debt off. Mm-hmm. And if the kids don't want it, now they have to sell the house in order to get the cash that they would need. Right. So with insurance, what I like about it is let's pretend you take some of the equity or the cash value out while you're in retirement mm-hmm. to help live off of. Well, all they're going to do is they're going to deduct it from the death benefit when you pass away, that outstanding policy loan. Mm -hmm. So you're not passing them down a mortgage that they need to pay back. You're passing them down the remainder of your death benefit. Mm -hmm. And then in the other situation, death benefit is paid out in a check. Yeah. (laughs) It's paid out, broken up as you dictated while you were still here with us. Mm -hmm. So... What's really nice is in both of those situations, it solves both of those problems where you're either going to be able to pass down the remainder of the of the value or you're going to be able to pass down at least a liquid cash asset that they can then go use how they need to. And nine times out of ten, five, we've seen that when someone's inheriting mom and dad's house, although mom and dad are so excited that they're giving you that house, the kids sell it. It's very rare that you see someone say, I'm moving in. I'm going to, this is going to be my new home. I'll sell the one that I have. So it's difficult, but yeah. yeah. So let's talk a little bit about life insurance as far as the different types. Like let's talk a little bit about term and whole life because I think there's so, so much confusion because there is a wide array and we don't have to get into all of them. But let's at least talk about the two spectrums. Yes, absolutely. So uh, exactly like you said, spectrum, <laughs> right? So it's on like this line, right? And on one side of the line, we have what's called term insurance. Mm-hmm. Now term holds a place. I, I know a lot of times I talk about whole life and I, I like whole life. I love whole life, mm-hmm. but I also have term. I like term, right? So term basically what it does is it, locks in a certain rate for a certain amount of time for a certain amount of death benefit. So what's really nice about it is it's usually very inexpensive. Correct. Right? It's very low outlay of funds on a premium, Mm -hmm. which is really nice. So, And that's partially why I use it to a certain extent is because when I have my baby, I said, oh, what happens if I pass away and she needs to go to college? I need to make sure there's enough there. Right. (laughs) Now... The downside with that is there's no living benefit. So every time you're making the premium, well, you're just covering the death benefit. It's like renting. That's what it's like. It's like renting. On the other end, though, you have whole life. And that's like buying the home. Because it's going to last your whole life. (laughs) Clever name. Yep. And then it has the cash value piece that comes with it. So just like with renting... It only covers you for as long as your lease, and then you can re- you can start over right, again. Renegotiate. Renegotiate, but it's probably at a higher price, yeah, just absolutely. like term. Mm-hmm. And then on the other end, you have like buying the house, where you're going to build equity or cash value within the policy. Mm-hmm. So you have these two different. Now, in between, that's when you have the what I call yeah. the alphabet soup. Yes, B-U-L's, uh, G-U-L's, I-U-L's. Yeah, absolutely which when you really look at them are kind of like hybrids of the bulk. Mm -hmm. But rather than diving into those two, let's stay on either ends. (laughs) So whole life is where this strategy can work. Mm -hmm. Term, unfortunately it can't because you can't borrow against your apartment. You can't borrow against your term. That's a great. So I wanna dive into it, but I do wanna take a quick uh, 30 second break. But I do wanna say with the term, 
I think you're right. A lot of times term does get a bad rap mm. um, because we do like how you can use whole life and right. all the opportunities it comes with it. But I have had term when you guys were all small, when the kids were small, because I said same thing. What if something happens so I can afford a whole bunch of death benefit for a very small price, but I am renting it and thank God I didn't need it. Yes. But if I did, I would have been very thankful that I had that in place. So please, if you're watching or, or listening through the radio, understand we're not saying term is bad. It, again, it goes back to what's affordable. If whole life isn't affordable, then to get into whole life only to cancel it a year or two later has done you no good. The insurance companies probably will thank you very much <laughs> for playing their game. But we want to be realistic. And I know when I put mine together, I could buy a very little amount of whole life and then I could buy a lot of term. And then over the years, just began to switch it so that it became more permanent. And one more thing before we take our break is a lot of times with term, when people are at a place and they say, okay, well, I can't do the whole life. I love what you guys are talking about. I love this whole concept. It makes sense now comparing it to a home and home equity. Well, if they put term in place, then they've at least locked in their insurability. So God forbid something happens and they become uninsurable, they can't be canceled because as long as they're paying their premium, then they can stay insured. And if they want to, they eventually can go ahead and say, hey, I'm going to lock it into a long-term whole life one. I'm so sorry. there's a lot of advantages. So don't overlook term. Don't be discouraged if term is where you start. We all need that starting point. The point is just taking the first step. But first, let's take a quick 30-second <laughs> break. We'll make it 30 seconds. Then we'll be back with more Crystal Clear Finances. Although the strategy of borrowing against your house is widely accepted, is it really the most efficient way? Are you aware of the three potential problems of using your home equity to help pay for expenses or to take advantage of opportunities? Number one, no guaranteed access to the equity. Remember, you have to qualify to touch your own money. Two, structured payments. Once you borrow, you need to repay it. And three, although housing does trend upward, it's not guaranteed. At Crystal Clear Finances, we believe there are other, more efficient options. Call 518-433-7181 and schedule a free initial consultation and learn which strategy may be right for you. And we're back with Crystal Clear Finances. My name is Crystal Langdon and I am here with my son, George Langdon V, who we call Five and you are knocking it out of the park, son. So today we are doing a recap on our recent life insurance workshop that we had. A lot of times people, as we were saying, understand how to use a home and a home equity loan for emergencies or opportunities that happen in life. And we believe there's a more effective way to do that. And we believe that if structured properly with dividend mm -hmm. paying, cash value, whole life insurance with the right life insurance company, with the right advisors, that there's a more efficient way to do it with the life insurance. So right before the break, we, we talked about there is term on one end of the spectrum. And yes, we can leave term. You know, it, it has its purpose. Absolutely. But we want to talk about whole life and the two components of whole life that make it available dealing with the death benefit and the cash value. Yeah, so kind of continuing along with the uh, the example mm -hmm. of the mortgage, right? right? So 
just to kind of give a basis of how whole life works, right? Mm -hmm. So we're all familiar with the idea that if we pay our mortgage, eventually we start building up principal, mm -hmm. right? Correct. And uh, or building equity, right? And we've seen that, you know, that mortgage payment where we put 500, 700, 1,000, $2,000, whatever the mortgage payment is, we put that onto the loan on that month and then we see $10 off of the mortgage the loan. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair though, whole life insurance can work like that at its base. So again, we're being very particular with the companies that we work with. So that is who we are talking about, those companies. Um, but with insurance, a lot of times, if you're just paying what's called a base policy, mm -hmm. which is just the insurance, right? There's no frills to it, okay? What's happening is most of it is going to the cost of insurance, mm -hmm. which means very little goes to the cash value. Right. But just like if you keep paying your minimum mortgage payments, eventually equity builds. So if you keep paying your minimum premium on these then policies, yeah. eventually the cash value builds. However, what we did is we said, okay, so the strategy of the home equity loan works mm -hmm. with whole life insurance. Does overpaying on your premium work? Mm -hmm. with life insurance, just like overpaying on your mortgage works. And it does. Now we are capped by government limits, right? We have to keep it under a modified endowment contract limit, mm -hmm. right? In order to keep tax treatments favorable, but it does work. And so a lot of times the way that we will design our policies is we take the base policy and then we overpay on that. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds crazy, but we overpay just like we do on a mortgage, like most people do on a mortgage. Because they're trying to build their right. equity. Because then you're building mm -hmm. equity or cash value within the policy even quicker. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is you have more available to you when that opportunity arises, when that need arises. And I, go ahead. And okay. I just want to just jump in here because it's so important. There'll be many people that will come in the office and they'll say, Crystal, we saw just the other night. Crystal, I'm so excited. I have one of these policies you told me about its whole life. But then what happened was they're just paying the base. So somehow they were sold the strategy, but sold it in a way that they thought they could have their cake and eat it too. So if you only put, you know, $50 in or $100 in, and you think that all of a sudden it's going to grow to this huge mass amount, we've got to be realistic in it. So there's been many times where I've said, good news is you got a whole life policy. Bad news is, is that you're minimum funding it. Like you're just making sure it stays active. If you want to see the cash value, then we need to be adding more into it. Just like you had said, if people are paying the bare minimum on their mortgage, okay, well, hopefully over time, there'll be some equity that grows in there. Yep. Same thing again with the life insurance, but it's just so important, Five, because so many people have heard the strategy, but it was not implemented the properly and I think intuitively, if you really ask yourself, <laughs> you, you kind of know that how can this be true that I can pay so little and yet it's supposed to make me so much? Well, you get kind of get what you pay for. It's, it's a compounding interest and you've got to look at the logistics of it. 
to make sure that it's really good. You know, sometimes yeah. they say it sounds too good to be true. It probably is. Well, this does sound really good to be true, but we can show you why and how it can be that way. Absolutely. So I just want to, we've seen too many on the base policy. Yep. So I want to talk about that a little bit. So what if someone has more than what they, they can put a little bit more in? What those type of policies? Yeah, so once we start getting to the point, so we've talked about what you do in a minimum situation, right? Where you're just paying the base. Right. And that eventually it will most likely grow, right. but it's gonna take some time. Mm -hmm. Now the next step is saying, actually I have a little bit more cash flow, right? So at that point, what we do, and this is kind of like buying a, uh, a very, low value home oh, and yeah. making a high payment on it rather than buying the house that's at the top of your mortgage payment possible. Right. Right. So what we do is we say, well, how much should we put into this mm -hmm. on an annual basis? What's an affordable amount? Right. Because the biggest thing that we always want to do is if we take ground, we want to keep it. Yes. Right. <laughs> I have trained you well. <laughs> so in those situations, we can go ahead and we can, I, I don't want to use the term creative, but it's the best term for it. We can get creative. And, creative. Yes, exactly. We can get creative in how we structure it. So that way we can even increase the government limit without necessarily increasing the actual cost of insurance. Mm -hmm. And then we can overfund it. And then what we're doing or what you know, what we typically would do is we kind of stress test in a sense mm -hmm. where we're looking to see if it qualifies to what we call an efficient contrast, yes. right? So few indicators that I'm looking for is I like by year four when they put their premium in, mm -hmm. which is the overpayment and the cost of insurance, I want to see the cash value grow by at least that much. Okay. And then in year 10, I want to say, oh, you have access to every dollar you've put in. That's every dollar of overpayment and every dollar of cost of insurance that mm -hmm. you've put into it. So if we know by year four, you're growing by your whole premium amount, if not more, mm -hmm. and we know by year 10, you've recouped everything. Well, now we know that we're growing and we're making and more and more, but keep in mind, we can access that cash value yes. the entire time. We don't have to wait till year 10. Yes. And, and that's exciting yeah. to see that. To me, when we're able to sit down with a client, which is why it's so important when we say, what is your cash flow? What is it allowing you to do? If you properly structure it, then you can have a way where you're like, okay, I am taking care of my loved ones in the event of my death, but I'm also preparing a way because I believe God's going to bring me opportunities. Mm. And unfortunately, if there are emergencies in life, it's okay because I also am planning for that too. And that goes back to, yes, I always say when you take ground, hold it. But I also always say, listen, you want your dollar to work multiple ways. And if I can have legacy and I can prepare for emergencies and I can prepare for opportunities and cause it to grow in a tax efficient manner. To me, that's like win, win, win. win. <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm excited about as our listeners are hearing that. Now, I know we're getting close. We only got about two minutes left. Is there anything about this or any comments that you think even from the workshop that we did? So there, there's two more benefits. So we talked about how whole life insurance properly structured can solve those five problems, right? right? With the home equity strategy. There's also a couple more benefits that we didn't talk about. Like for instance, financial aid when it comes to college planning. So financial aid 
can't doesn't look at your cash value at this value. time right. right at this time I, <laughs> again i'm always just thinking of lines i'm like but, but that is a great but thing. they don't look at it so that means that you can have resources saved up within your life insurance policy that you are going to use towards college mm -hmm. but they're not going to count that against your child when putting together the financial aid package, Correct. which can be a huge savings mm -hmm. because it's going to reduce the EFC or estimated family contribution. Correct. The other piece that we, we need to talk about is yeah. the fact that death benefit is given tax free. Oh yeah. That, which is huge. So not only does what happened inside the policy grow tax deferred technically, and then the way we take it out is tax free, mm -hmm. but when it, whatever is remaining goes to the next generation, it goes to the next generation without tax, mm. which is these pretty are, big. <laughs> yeah, these are, these are huge points. And I, I know we're up to the wire. So five, I'm just going to thank you for joining me today. And I am going to encourage each of you. What we talked about the, today, these are life-changing strategies that when we put them in place can help change your life, not just for you, but for your children and those you love. So I would encourage you to give the office a call at 518-433-7181. Say, hey, I want to sit down with five. I want to talk about what he said. And then I would encourage you to join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you. And God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and Alpha Star are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.